Hi, I'm Delaney Gustafson. And I'm Stephen Taylor. And this is the Ruby's Corner Podcast. Where we do recaps of the episodes of Ruby's Corner. And today we're doing Season 2, Episode 5. Breakup, Breakdown. Such a fun thing to experience. Not... But it's more fun to sing, so yay, music! It does sound more fun to sing. Yes. And I feel like with a whole episode dedicated to it. Well, okay, first question. How many songs did you have to weed out to get, you know, you have this set of break <laughs> breakup songs. I mean, I've never counted, actually, how many breakup songs I've written. Um, I mean, there's the Liam Hemsworth one. There's the Chris what? Hemsworth one. There's the, I'm just kidding. I was like, I literally don't have those. But there are, there are several. You could say that I come from the Taylor Swift era. No, it was funny. As I was thinking, you know, jotting some notes down for this, I was thinking... Yeah, the breakup song as like a genre staple itself. Mm -hmm. Actually, my favorite Taylor Swift song is a breakup song. Is um, it We're Never Getting Back Together? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, my second favorite, I think, is much better. Um, but it's just, uh, yeah, We Are Never, Ever, Ever Getting Back Together. I just, it just makes me happy. So, um, Especially the one in the music video. Yes, the, the music video. like a fox. Yes, it's yeah. a great music video. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but breakup songs are, are a big thing. And, and it seems like you have a lot of others that could have fit into this, even if they, you know, they could be termed not just breakup songs. So I'm curious how you settled on this set. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it was really just, I wanted to do these ones. Um, and a lot of people wanted me to do these ones. They're crowd pleasers. They're fun. And we were getting to the end of the season. So honestly, I was just like, you know what? We just did some really heartfelt emotional not that breakups aren't emotional but ballad like songs so let's get some uh some screamers in here <laughs> no it, we'll talk about some Belters. screamers yeah yeah we'll talk about screaming because there's one of these songs where i i literally every time i think of the chorus i expect there to be like a chester bennington moment of screaming yeah 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 <laughs> Once we get to the end. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get you, you know which song it is now, but exactly. Um, no, no, but I was wondering. I mean, connected to this, how many breakups have you had? I mean, oh, okay. Well, we're gonna go there. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, that's no, a no, joke. no. I know. I, two that I can name definitely, <laughs> but three in two relationships. <laughs> okay, and I know yep. you. One of the songs is about you know not exactly breaking a up, breaking down. <clears throat> Breaking up again because you got back together. That's where we kind of start the program is in Breakup Breakdown, which was actually written before that particular relationship came yeah, about. Let's, but, yeah, let's start there then. Breakup Breakdown. So first off, the name just came because I was like, oh, isn't that kind of funny? Like, you know, it's Breakup Breakdown. Yeah, and so I just thought it was a, a good catchphrase of sorts. So I just kind of started with that hook and ended up writing it. And I wasn't actually in a relationship at all when I wrote Breakup Breakdown. <laughs> oh, I was curious. I was, I was going to ask, when did you write this? What's the yeah. life circumstance? I believe I wrote this song in the spring of 2012. I was writing a lot of songs just to write them and experimenting a lot with different things related to harmonies, melodies, trying to mix up some of the piano parts that I was writing, um, exploring, really. And so that's why I feel like this one came from actually a kind of Spanish beat that I was trying to emulate on piano. I really wanted to kind of play off of that, especially since this kind of bouncing up, bouncing down seemed to fit really well with this particular hook, which for all I remember could have come from what I actually term as my hook book. 
where I just kind of write things down or at least definitely used to a lot more often. If I thought of just some idea that I was like, oh, that could be an interesting just line for a song. Um, and so this one kind of sprang from the title of the song, what eventually became the title of the song. So it's a, is it a, it's a hook song? I think it is. Um, most people would say that a hook song is definitely one where you repeat the line more often than I do because I believe it's just at the beginning of the song that okay. I even say That's, it. Okay. So it's, it's kind of a, it's hook in that the idea of the song is built around a hook idea. But it's not a hook song in that it's repeating something over and over and over to bring you in like you're being hooked, so to speak. So, yeah. Well, you know, as, as I thought of this, especially when you told me like when you wrote it, I could think of some people I know who went through this cycle. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, you just were dating each other and now you're not. And now, and now you're you not. are dating And now again. you are. Oh, wait. Oh, and this you, is like the never third mind. time. Yeah. And oh, it does keep okay, going again. round and round. Yes. Uh, there were there were plenty of uh, examples. I was I was a college student at the time. Plenty of examples to view from afar. Not any that I was really drawing on from personal understanding. Uh, but figured, well, it's it not fun, and there's ups and downs probably if you're getting together and then not. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is really interesting that way. I mean, again, versus a song like uh, similarities to a song like Never Ever We're Getting Back Together, even though these are very different songs. Of Definitely. Like this breakup that sucks you in. It's like you thought this was over, but it's not. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a whole genre of songs too. Yeah. Um, you know, within it is, a subgenre the of the subgenre of breakup love <laughs> songs, you know? Especially since it crosses a bunch of genres anyway, you know. Well, I'm curious. The breakups. I, I haven't reviewed all the words or anything for these other songs, but I'm curious how much some of that theme will come up. Yeah. I mean, and funny enough, since you mentioned it with Never Ever Getting Back Together, this is pre-Never Ever Getting Back Together. That's true. This is before so, Red came out. That's yeah. right, because it came out just a few months after. Yeah. So I was pretty proud of that uh, hook, though. I still, I, I still get a little tickled. It's pretty by it. strong. It, yeah. I mean, so do you want to read it? Thus the no break up break down like that. That's really the only part that I would really quote. I mean, there were some other subjects, I guess, that I wrote in there like, um, it croaked, it cracked, we're broken at an impasse, rhyming with a. Uh, you're like a boomerang. You keep coming back, but the canary sang. You know the there were some images that i was like oh that's cool yeah that's neat but i still think just the idea of break up break down is probably the strongest <laughs> and probably why i called the episode break up break down so there you go which is also very interesting when you think about the form of the episode if you take uh -huh. it zoom out you've got a fast song a slow song a fast song a, or yeah fast song slow song slow, slow song, song fast, fast song. song uh yeah, yeah. So. First, I was thinking, oh, is this like a church sonata form? But no, it's not. <laughs> not at all. I'm not quite that. I forgot. Level. I forgot the order of what the speeds were. Anyway. But yeah, <laughs> but two fast songs, two slow songs, where you have the sort of mellow. Oh, mm -hmm. this is a relationship that didn't work out, and there's some real melancholy and sorrow about it. Versus the this is a relationship that didn't work out, and I need to like hit the piano really hard. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, and I think. There's a lot of different dimensions to the the breakup song in general. So I was 
really vying for some of that for sure in this set just to you know add variety to the show this as an individual show and i think it does a good job oh i so. think so too well yeah. i mean may, that, that might be a good transition point to fella that is yeah i mean whether on piano or ukulele you performed on ukulele but whether you know either way that it's a pretty mellow song definitely but i think it's also really similar in sort of the timely or timelessness i guess sure um, I mean, how many people, lots of people, I feel like, do have a one that got away kind of song or experience or something. And we're not and talking about a bass. No. <laughs> Though people probably have that too. But, but this song is definitely, I thought it was an interesting take on the breakup song because it's like they weren't really together. I, it, that's that's the point of fella is um, the story of the song is essentially we liked each other and maybe we could have been a thing. But then we weren't like there's uh, I believe there's the line that says something about uh, it's in the chorus. But I wish we'd found our own romance. Fella, I can't change the ending. Uh, you know, I wish we'd found it. I wish we'd had a chance. That doesn't nope. normally get qualified as a breakup song, I feel like, because you didn't technically have a relationship <clears throat> or if you did, that it wasn't explicitly defined. Well, again, I think that's part of why this is a little more universal probably because i assume everybody's had that experience yeah yeah everybody goes through some sort of experience like that whatever age whether it's because you know they're eight years old and they're too scared to say anything or or because girls have cooties and boys have cooties yeah yeah whatever or or when you're older where it's just like nah the timing didn't work out or sure you know hey you know they're too far away it's long distance why why would we ever do long distance or something not to say that people don't do that or that's a bad idea just I was just waiting for a chance to sigh longingly. Oh. My one that got away. Yeah. Was 1982. What? You weren't even born then. pound rainbow trout. Oh my gosh. Just kidding. But yeah, the favorite line from this song is definitely, you were perfect summer melodies and limeade on guitar. I was like, I remember being so proud of Limeade on guitar, specifically when I wrote this song, because it was just like, oh, it's so summery. It's so sweet. It's so like paradisiacal. (laughs) Something about it. I just really liked. It is a very evocative line. Thank you. I just wanted to pat myself on the back for that one a little bit. I'm patting you you on the back in the studio. It is a really good line. (laughs) No, I I think, I I mean, to me personally, I feel like this is one of the songs that whatever breakup, not breakup mood you're in, I feel like this is one of the ones that would probably land the most often of this set. Yeah. I, I like that it's kind of melancholy, but it's not without kind of a summery light yeah it's not like super heavy no um but it's also you know wishing but accepting i guess Mm -hmm. yeah so it it covers a big spectrum of the breakup folk out there so i guess i should just say now this one's for you (laughs) not for for steven (laughs) that could be taken very differently (laughs) luckily we're very secure in our relationship Well, no, there's, there's one other thing um, about Fellow, though, that was fun. Um, so the bridge, the I fell a for, I fell a for, I fell a for part, I didn't actually write until probably a year or two before Ruby's Corner. I just kept thinking it was missing something, and I was strumming it along on the ukulele, which, yes, it was written on piano, but as soon as I learned ukulele, it was like, oh, hey, no, this is this fits the tone more. Like we said, summery, light. Accepting, but you know, a little more melancholy. There, there's something that 
I think the ukulele just has about it when it's alone. That makes it sound a little bit smaller, which I think fits kind of that small voice for inside rather than the piano. Like you said, some of the other breakup songs are like, bah, 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 you know, and so it's just a little bit more. Oh, like you said. <sighs> but yeah, well, I'm glad you didn't pour any limeade on it during the performance. There we go. That would be very sticky. So that would have been it's a sticky situation. That would have been quite a yeah. You know, you've got the, the crazy guitarists of the 80s, like, smashing their guitars over their teammates' heads. That would be so funny the if they went, pouring like, limeade over. gators level, yeah, and just dumped a huge vat full of limeade instead. Okay, but. concert goals. <laughs> I'm not sure if I really want to be cleaning up limeade, especially my amazing limeade. I make great limeade, you guys. This is true. No, no, but, but, but. wait for some other artists to do it, or convince yeah. some other artists to do it, like on a big stage, like on a wet stage, for instance. Oh. And, uh, but then they get dumped limeade on. I just want to drink it. Okay, well, now, can we move <laughs> now on we're getting song? hungry. Okay. It's true. You've never felt this. That way. seems so to define what we were just talking about. Uh, why did you have to take this like second person? Like you've never felt this. Way. Like, oh, aren't you supposed to avoid those like you statements in an argument? That's not what's happening. Here. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> you've never felt this way. It's it's somebody telling somebody else like, hey, I've realized that you don't reciprocate the love that I have for you, and at least the way that you have for that I want you to have for me because I have it for you. You know. Why was that so difficult to say? I have no idea. But my brain. Anyway. And it was inspired by high school drama, which is very much, I don't know. I just think it's not really worth it and not important. And at least the situation that I was in when I wrote this one was. But it was just kind of like a, dude, this is so unimportant or so dumb. Like, can we just mature up please and never mind with this whole relationship thing that we have going here so and as a disclaimer i was not in a relationship with the person who inspired the song i was actually in a band with the person who inspired the song sort of band it wasn't even like a quintessential formed band it was just like a hey we're writing songs but it was weird because I was friends with his girlfriend and then people started making things like weird by saying, oh, it looks like you guys are together. And anyway, I'm not going to go into more of the specifics because don't need to embarrass the people if they're out there listening or their friends show them this. I don't know. <laughs> so it wasn't the it was a long of, time ago. It wasn't the sort of relationship where you could break a guitar on his head or pour limeade on each other. Just, you're no, just and I didn't want to. It was just kind of like, let's not make a thing out of this. Um, and so I've changed a lot of the lyrics since then. So I don't feel like the song that you hear on Ruby's Corner necessarily reflects the more specific example now because I decided to mature it up a bit before I actually performed it again. But yeah, this is actually a favorite from gigs and high school days and college days. I had people who asked me to teach them this song in college. Oh. Which was a first for me. Um, like, oh, you want me to teach you my song? Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure that I was successful if I actually tried. I, not because they had a lack of ability in any way. It was just kind of like a, I've never done this. What do you want? I don't write down most of my music other than in a lead sheet and definitely didn't then. I, I didn't know that, that people would ask you to learn this song. Yeah, yeah. This is one I, I don't think I've heard you perform as often, actually. I did it a lot more in the <laughs> early days. Uh, like like I said, high school, definitely. Because it was one of the first 
uh, in this piano style that's kind of actually been a signature for me yeah. since then. Uh, this was the first. A lot of the, the piano that sounds similar to this song is actually because of this song. I just remember learning some pieces and I think I kept messing them up actually in piano lessons. And so I just decided to roll with it and write a song to it. And then I liked it. And so I kept reusing it because it fits so much of the speaking patterns. I feel like that I like to put into music because I want it to sound almost as if I'm speaking, even though my voice is moving from note to note. No, and this is another, again, change. It mm -hmm. feels really different from Fella, even though they're both these mellow songs. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that this has a lot of the sort of relevance as well i mean not just because again we're going to hear the delaney piano style in a bunch of these other songs but yeah. just the message the relevance of the message mm -hmm. and i know you had a favorite line about this in this one too yep i was very excited this was a change i, I really like the the favorite your favorite i line remember here. playing it for you this line and your face just going like oh or like it just kind of did that thing like oh i see what you did there i don't know <laughs> but it's the i'm just your false security so uh, the first verse. Uh, yeah, give it some lead in. The lead in here. It's even better. The very now. last half of the first verse is, no, there ain't a second chance to try. Now it's time to say goodbye. You gave me false security. There's nothing here that's not a lie. And then the second verse in exactly the same place is, yes, you know your endless list of needs and never once did you need me. I'm just your false security. So it won't hurt you when I leave. And it's that last line. I'm just your false security. So it won't hurt you when I leave. So like one of those people who isn't dating you because they love you. They're just dating you because they want a girlfriend. That kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. You know, or they just want to look good. Not I don't to, know. Not to dumb the line down too Sure. Much. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, or because they think they need you in a way that they really don't, I guess. Yeah. Was another thing. I'm just your false security, so it well, won't hurt you when I leave. So I'm reading the words on the page oh, right you are. now. <laughs> In the first verse, you could even rhyme security. There's a very old-fashioned way in like a romantic poetry <clears throat> where you oh, take... Oh, because I just went security in my head. Which yeah, yeah, is so, not okay. No, there ain't a second chance to try. Now it's time to say goodbye. You gave me false security. There's nothing... There's, <laughs> there's this nothing this is a legitimate a poetry reading technique. Wow, that's I have true. heard practiced by published poets wow. um, who went, who were educated at very good programs like at, at Ch uh, Chapel Hill, Carolina. Well, if I'm ever at a, like a, a romantic fair or something and you just want to you just want to make that up that that's an acceptable rhyming oh tactic goodness, for yes. these old-fashioned you know wordsworth disciple kind of poets if i pick up like a um, mandolin i'm probably going too far back in time but i just see myself a little bit <laughs> stringing strumming <laughs> secure a tie <laughs> anyway <laughs> poetry can be really weird when you get to that level of nerd but we appreciate the nerd yes i i really did enjoy hearing the one the one poet in specific i think of who did this i really did enjoy hearing him read no okay. and i mean like that's something i mentioned in the actual show is that i'm a songwriter singer in some ways is how i kind of think of myself where a lot of this writing and the performing that i do transpired not because i necessarily was an excellent singer like I definitely loved to sing but I think writing is really more where my happy place sits between the two of them where it's like if I had to give up one for the rest of my life I I would be hard-pressed anyway but songwriting seems so much more a part of my identity than and even singing sometimes now 
even though I would, oh, I would hate life without being able to sing. That's why when I lose my voice, I become very crabby. So anyway, I dig the writing part. Sometimes maybe even more than the singing, but I love both. So I'm still both songwriter, singer, singer, songwriter. No, but I think that's an interesting distinction, especially as we look at some of the, again, the lyrics here, the, the messages yeah. in these songs. So maybe the next song isn't a greatest example. Okay, you just cut off my joke here, okay, man. Okay, I'm sorry. So I'm a songwriter. Singer, blah, blah, blah. Here's a, here's a really great line of poetry you came up with. I don't love you. I don't love you. Uh, I seriously almost didn't do this one, but it's not because I don't enjoy this song. I actually love performing this song. Mostly because I wrote it just because I, I got really mad one day and I was like, I'm going to write a mad song. And so I did. And so I wrote it, I don't love you. <laughs> but disclaimer, I do love you. It's actually not a song about hate. It's actually about wanting to not want to be with someone you're no longer with. You don't really hate them. It's just you want to be able to actually like let go of them. You know, they you could say they've moved on. And you want you to. You want to, but you don't know why you haven't or you're still bitter about how this affects you to this day, you know. Well, this this was the song and the chorus yes. of this song, the you you That's right. You. This is where I always <laughs> expect to hear like some Chester screams. There we go. Um, I feel like it would be appropriate because honestly, I just connected this. So a friend of ours, Cameron, and I played a mashup of this, my song, I Don't Love You, with a Linkin Park song. And I'm blanking on the name of it all of a sudden. Um, Oh, I know which one it is. Uh, What I've done. That's what What it is. Yeah. We we seriously put the piano parts together because they follow a similar structure enough that you could do both of them on top of each other and transition pretty seamlessly into each other. I'll have to figure out how we did that again and see if I still have the lead sheet. And then but, and then you listen to Take Everything, uh, what is it, From the Inside, I think it's called, Linkin oh. Park song, where in the chorus there's this scream, Yow! <laughs> Steven said it. Yow! Yow! Yes. So I feel like you could definitely say that this song could be influenced by the alternative rock scene that I was raised oh, in. Oh, no, no, no. They're not like, alternative rock. They're okay, new I'm metal. sorry. I'm sorry. New metal scene. I know, I know. I'm just it, being... it was It was an alternative rock era, but yes, totally. they I, were definitely a big, big part of the era as well. Well, it is a bop. And it does, again, very different energy from the, the previous, all, all three, all oh, three, yes. so, all four of the songs. I mean, a very different energy level. In the show, we literally turned the lights off for the first time. Um, I remember loving the comments. Do you remember some of these comments? Yeah, other than the MPAA or whoever who were like, <laughs> now you have to get be restricted on your audience. No, that didn't happen. Only because of uh, comments implying it at that point. But I loved them, which was there were, hilarious. There were some very funny comments. Um, I just them. want to shout out Kaya uh, for the comments that he wrote. Like, welcome to the slam jam. <laughs> like, it was such a great comment. Or adults only. <laughs> you know, like, uh, and that was definitely not the style of the song, necessarily, though. I don't encourage you to play this one for your kids, necessarily. If because you don't they'll want probably them. sing it back. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not like they're cussing or anything. It's no. just saying, I don't love you. Exactly. And Which... who wants to hear that from a child? Seriously. I mean, it's we already PTSD it. from hearing my own kid say it to me now sometimes. But, like, yeah, there's flashing lights, turning colors in the background. 
Uh, super fun to perform with that energy going on, by and This the way. is when, if I had have thought of it, I would have come in and thrown a bucket of radioactive Gatorade. Or li- limeade. <laughs> limeade, there you go. Excuse me. But... <laughs> Fresh out of plutonium. Yeah, there we go. But I mean, I used to go and practice in practice rooms and just like blast this when I needed to get the feels out. Like I probably am responsible for a number of tunings that were needed because of how hard I hit those pianos. Because those tiny little rooms, every sound bumps back at you super quickly and it fills the entire space. And suddenly you feel like you're just in the middle of a screamo concert, or I'm sorry, new metal concert because it's just surrounding you. you. You just feel so much better afterwards, especially after lines like the very opening was the very first part that I wrote of this song, which was, I like you like I like the back of my eyes. Shut closed in the dark where we're worlds apart. Like, <laughs> that's pretty much... It's pretty cold. It's pretty dark. It is pretty emo a little bit, too. I love it. Anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, that was the era, too, that, you know, we were teenagers in, so... There, that's true. It's so true. And I'm not mad about it, to be honest. But yeah, the chorus, I don't love you. I don't love you. I keep telling myself that I don't love you. And eventually we get to the final chorus, which is, I don't love you. I don't love you. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> but you kind of do, though. That's the whole point of the song, is that it's really not a song about act- not actually loving somebody. It's that you freaking love them still, and you don't want to. <laughs> we'd be done with this the you invaded my heart space so no one could replace you 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 that's right that's (laughs) the part that's the part that's (laughs) chester would play it with me r.i.p yes we've gone an entire episode without throwing a whole lot of shade i just want to mark this moment historically that and how ironic is it that it would be in the episode about breakups i mean i'm gonna attribute it to the fact that i still am getting over losing my voice there we go (laughs) But yes, it's a triumph. We're being nicer. So be nice to each other. And if you break up, sing I don't love you maybe when they're not there. Or move on, which is where the next episode goes to, which is the finale of season two. So foreshadowing. If you're going to finish out a season with us, season two is an excellent one to finish. And I know I would say that probably about any season, but... Come back and listen. Go listen to the songs, and we'll have some interesting stuff to say about them Definitely. in a couple weeks' time. And Steven's actually in that one. Like, you play. You play Take Me Away in the next one with me on violin. So You talk about this like this is a surprise. I mean, isn't it for some people? Oh, I guess maybe. Not for maybe. me. I mean, I was there. <laughs> So if you want to listen to some more of the music and our thoughts on it, we have one more episode of our review of the episodes of season two. I'm not going to finish that sentence. We're just going to go. So hope you enjoyed the breakup songs more than the breakups that it might have reminded you of. And if you had (laughs) real breakups, hopefully the songs help you feel better. That's right. That's the goal. Go and listen to them. And if you're going to scream something, is not a bad word. Just return to the slam jam. Bye. (laughs) Thanks, Kaya.